chapter 14, in which elves come to Halfen. I was still lying, staring at the ceiling, when Flissman burst through the door of our room, wide-eyed and panicked. Elves! he gasped. Here in Halfen, looking for goblins! Mother was already upright, fully alert. In a moment she was looming over me. Come, she said. I, I've been told to, to, to take, take you to, 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 to Manker. Flussman stammered nervously. He looked so nervous that I wondered, as I lifted myself from my bed of sawdust, whether he'd overheard the raised voices of the night before. To my relief, however, Mother seemed to have no interest in revisiting those heightened emotions. Lead the way, she spoke calmly. Flussman turned on his heels, stepped through the door, and started to descend the stairs. Mother followed close behind, gripping my hand tightly as she did. Flussman stopped, crouching at the entrance of the inn, listening intently. Satisfied that he heard nothing, he slowly eased the door open and stepped out into the night. Still gripping my hand, my mother led me out into the night. Looking up, I was surprised not to see the stars that I'd come to expect to see at night. Instead, over the town, strange black clouds had unfurled. Strange, sinister, threatening clouds. They seemed to be constantly moving, unforming and reforming. It was almost as though the clouds themselves were searching for something. Or someone. I opened my mouth to speak to my mother, but she seemed to sense my thoughts, and I felt her hands clamp over my mouth. On we walked, slow and silent, desperate not to make a sound. As we turned down one of the boardwalks, I was shocked to feel myself flung into the shadow of an unlit doorway by my mother. Biting my tongue to stop myself crying out, I looked around at what had prompted this violence. I saw nothing. Upset at Mother's increasingly volatile behaviour towards me, I wriggled and writhed, desperate to break free of her vice-like grip. Then I heard it, the faintest rustle coming from right above us. It was barely a noise at all, a little louder than a breath, but still I heard it. I could feel the magic of the elf pulsing down from the thatched roof above us. I felt a strange feeling growing within myself. A strange tickling feeling was building in the pit of my stomach. It built. It grew. It rose within me. I gasped silently to my horror. I saw a faint wisp of light disappear into the darkness before my eyes. I shut my hand out and thrust my hands, balled into fists, deeper into my pockets. Looking down, I saw in terror that my pockets were now glowing ever so lightly. Then, suddenly, I felt a calmness descend upon me. A small seed of knowledge had been planted deep within me. These were the elves, the noble elves. I could trust the elves. They would see my light and understand it. They would be able to convince my mother I would be safe. Now I felt an undeniable urge to take a small step out from the doorway. A small step out from the doorway into the embrace of elven magic. I could see no reason to stay here. They were elves. Surely they would cause me no harm. I could feel my mother's grip on my arm loosening. Clearly she too was thinking that these elves meant us no harm. Just as I was about to step out of the doorway, I heard an almighty bang somewhere in the distance. I felt, rather than heard, the elf above us turn and move away. As the elf's magical hold over us waned, my sensibilities returned to me, and I became aware of how terrifyingly close I'd come to throwing away all the sacrifices my mother and I had made. 
Hot tears began to roll down my cheeks. What was that? Mother whispered to Flussman, oblivious to my distress. Hand down, Jim. What? They knew we were there? Flussman scoffed. Knew you were there? <laughs> Not at all. It was a distraction. It should give us just enough time to get to Manker. Come on before the elves come back. He stepped out of the doorway and set off down the boardwalk, considerably less cautious than he had been before. In fact, Flussman was near enough jogging. I myself was having to run to keep up. We turned down a gangway towards a small vessel gently bobbing up and down in the black water of the night. As we came close enough to see Manka's hooded figure straining to hold the ship to the gangway, a cold, clear voice rang out from behind us. Goblins, stop! Elven words I didn't understand followed. Incantations. I felt myself turning to face the elf, quite against my will. One elf, all alone. A strange, tall figure, looking simultaneously slight and ethereal in their flowing white robes. They stepped towards us. I gulped. I'd never seen an elf so close before. I saw the sharpness of their face, as though a diamond had been used to carve their cheeks. It was a face of curious beauty. Come, the elf spoke again, in the same cold voice as before, and to my horror, I felt my legs take a clumsy step towards the elf. I heard a soft splash as I took another step. The elf, softly chanting elven words once again, didn't seem to notice. I saw two circles flash on the surface of the water as I took another step. The elf, watching my mother and I like a hawk, didn't seem to notice. A figure silently climbed onto the gangway behind the elf, who hadn't seemed to notice. I watched Handel pull the small club from his coat as I took another step. The elf, finally sensing the approaching danger, turned just in time to see Handel's club smash into its face, sending it crashing to the floor. Immediately, and with a surprising speed and agility, Handel was charging down the gangway, lifting me from my mother's arms as he passed and leaping onto the ship. Mother leapt after us, landing nimbly on the deck. Manka released the gangway, turned to face us, and I screamed. In her hand, she was gripping a vicious-looking knife. I felt Handel's hand cover my mouth, and instinctively I bit down hard onto his fingers. Shut up, you stupid child, hissed Manka as she advanced upon me, holding the knife threateningly in the palm of her hand. Still I bit at Handel's hand, but still he kept my mouth covered. I could taste his blood. Manka advanced upon me still, still holding her knife. Then, with a swift swish, I saw the knife flash past my face, cutting a rope next to us. As the rope snapped, huge sails fell from the mast, and like a balloon, the ship seemed to rise out of the water. It seemed to rise out of the water and fly across the lake. Finally, Handown released me, grunting words that I'd never heard before. Sorry, I mumbled, embarrassed. Wincing as he waved his hand dismissively, Handel groaned at me. No fault of yours, little goblin, he nodded at Manka. I'd be scared of her holding a... As I looked at Handel, I noticed two things. Firstly, that tears were rolling down his cheeks into his beard. Tears that seemed to have nothing to do with the injury that I'd inflicted. The second thing I noticed was how clearly I could see his face in the night. His face, clearly lit by a bright orange light. I turned to look behind me. 
and saw half of them was aflame.